What up, everybody? Welcome to the Smoke and Tire podcast. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. I love ButcherBox. Why? Because they make meat happen at my home. I mean, you don't have to, if you stop the explanation there, it would still be great, but I'm not going to. It can be really hard to find great 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage-breed pork or wild-caught salmon at a regular grocery store. You can go to a specialized butcher, but you're going to pay for it, and it means a second stop from the regular store. Butcher Box... They've got you covered. They believe everyone deserves high-quality, humanely-sourced meat. It couldn't be easier. You just sign up, select your box, and then they ship it right to your door every month. And when you sign up right now, you get their steak sampler with six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks. Because the best steak night is free steak night. Listen, I've used ButcherBox. They've sent me steak. They have sent me chicken. They've sent me sausages in the past and pork. They've sent me fish. It's all been really good. It's a curated selection of high-quality meat delivered right to my house. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals, packed fresh, fresh, shipped, frozen, and vacuum-sealed so it stays that way. I can either customize my own box, which I've done, or I go with one of their pre-mixed ones. Either way, I can get exactly what I want. Now, for a limited time, new members are going to get six free, that's F-R-E-E, free, grass-fed, grass-finished steaks when they go to butcherbox.com slash tire. Very easy. Butcherbox.com slash tire. That's two New York strips and four top sirloins added to your first box absolutely free. This offer is only good through Cyber Monday. That's six grass-fed, grass-finished steaks for free in your first box at butcherbox.com slash tire. That's butcherbox.com slash tire. Um, you guys have probably, especially if you follow me on Instagram at The Smoking Tire, you've probably heard about my new show, Sorted, uh, brought to you by our friends at Auto Tempest, and I uh, host it with Rob Ferretti and Amelia Hartford and Tanner Faust. It is a tuner car shootout show. We are airing the East Coast Regional episodes right now, followed by the West Coast Regional episodes, and I'm about to go to Miami to film the head-to-head uh, Season 1 winner episode which I'm very excited to do. You can catch all the episodes as well as learn about all the cars, the hosts, and I think even get merch at sortedornot.com. S-O-R-T-E-D-O-R-N-O-T.com. Sortedornot.com. Watch my new show. It's fun. The other hosts are fun. It has actual production value, unlike one takes. We had a sound guy. We broke cars. We got racetracks. We were hot. I was sweaty. Amelia went, wee! And then I revved a Supra at 10,000 RPM. It was de-fucking-lightful, folks. Sortedornot.com. It's my new show. You should watch it. And, of course, if you watch Sorted, you're going to see me wearing Dylan Optics sunglasses. It's the official eyewear of the Smoking Tire podcast. Dylan is just... 
Oh, they're such good glasses. I've been wearing them for 10 years now. It's been a full 10 years. The matte finish lenses aren't just a look. Although if you happen to wear glasses on television, they don't reflect the camera, which is very nice. This glass is so good. It's like HD life. The NIR double polarized lenses, they make everything super, super clear. I'm out in the desert filming a lot. I'm in the car all day sometimes, driving into the sun on the way home from a shoot back towards the beach. Man, my eyes can be burning, but with the Dylan Optics sunglasses, it just saves me. They've got an aviator, a lot of aviator styles. They've got a lot of wraparound plastic styles. They've got all different colored lenses, blue, gold, green, black, silver. And they've even got prescriptions, which I got for, I don't wear prescriptions, but I got them for my wife. She does, and she really likes hers. Um, all you got to do <clears throat> is go to thesmokingtire.com and click on the Dylan banner under the Partners tab on our website. If you use that link, it's just right there on our website, right at the top under the Partners tab. We will send you a free Smoking Tire t-shirt with your purchase for every pair that you get. Um, I love these things. I'm going to keep wearing them, and, and, and I, I would wear them even if they didn't pay me, but fortunately, they also do. <laughs> All right, on this episode of the podcast, we get on the phone with Canadia. We've got Peter and Dave of Speed Academy, uh, the YouTube channel born out of the ashes of Modified Magazine. Uh, these two guys get into the nitty-gritty of building project cars. Uh, we talk about imported JDM stuff. We talk about why some of the cars that they've bought in order to wrench on are accidentally worth a bunch of money right now. Now we talk about how you can build a car without totally ruining it, and we talk about the tuner car experience that I've had uh, making the show sorted. It's Peter and Dave of the Speed Academy on the Smoking Tire Podcast. We're dealing with all the time, oh, right? Man. Like that's what's supposed to take fifteen minutes takes two hours. Like yeah, do you have an entire set of drill bits that are meant just for drilling out bolts? I, I, that doesn't even work. No, that doesn't even work up here. I have, have a, a I, I, I have an acetylene torch now that I just oh, like that, burn. Yeah. Everything. Well, see, if you once you start, this is where wrenching gets scary. I mean, when you, if you are the the first time you have to take a torch to your own car, what does that feel like? <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> that's exciting. Like your car's already time. it's in pieces already. You know, and we're not talking about YouTube project cars. Your your first car is probably just your car. And so yeah. so it's already in pieces. You know, it's Saturday at 7 p.m. You've been working on this bolt for two and a half hours. Oh, and man. you have to drive this car to work on Monday, come hell or high water. And now you've got a torch in your hand. <laughs> it's game over. It never really ends well, does it? No. <laughs> You gotta go buy a flare tool, and then you gotta go buy some we more have tools. To, honestly, like the stuff you see in our videos, it takes three minutes, but there's like two hours of cursing and swearing, torching, and like having to replace arms. Like yeah. I had to cut a shock in half the other day to just get it out of the back of a car. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just, it's I assume that shock didn't then have to go back in the car. I assume you no, were no. <laughs> replacing it. <laughs> but yeah, no, we had um. You know, we've had uh, various uh, different folks on the show who are, are involved in, 
various uh, levels of quality of uh, build and flip shows, you know, some on cable, (laughs) some on YouTube. And that's the theme. The theme is always like, oh, you know, 10 minute video that, uh, you know, 10 minutes of video was actually like six weeks of work, you know, whatever the fuck. Our problem is, you know, we're trying to streamline that stuff and get it down. And they're like, oh, show everything. I'm like, you do not want to watch me try to fix a bolt or like take something out for three hours and, you know, make a 30 minute video of that. I'm sorry. You just don't. Nobody does. Uh, Zach, how are we there? Good. We're good. All righty then. Peter and Dave from Speed Academy are on the, well, it's not the Zoom. We're not plugging them. We're not paying them. They're on the (laughs) SwitcherCast line. Hi boys. Hello. Hello. Matt, how are you? Hi. We 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 can um uh, we'll probably use what we just talked about for a minute, but uh, I just wanted to confirm that we actually exist and we do. Although Zach, can you move Peter's lower third? Yeah. Hey, now we could see him. There hey, we go. White on white. white on white is a bad look for everybody that's not named Vanilla or Ice. Um, <laughs> Oi, Canada! What's happening up there, huh? It's starting to get a little chilly. You can see we got the uh, the hoodies out. The hoodies are on. Although yeah. you got a hoodie on of sorts too. That's a Cali hoodie, I guess. This, right? yeah. <laughs> I, you want it's it's Lululemon. It's <laughs> oh, really embarrassing. Yeah, they make good stuff, man. Make good really stuff. embarrassing that it's Lululemon, it's <laughs> but it is. Perfect loungewear. It is, I, I listen. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was on my way from yoga. I was having a latte. You know, it just threw it on. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You should it's see like, the when bottoms. I, when, I was living in, when I was living in Manhattan <laughs> Beach, that bottoms. was it. The Lululemon was it. I remember going to yoga and those with no shame at all. But listen, it's, it's very good. Yeah, I mean, it was I, it was sixty eight degrees here Fahrenheit today. Did it? Is it? Have you had your first snow yet? Oof, not yet. No, no. 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 We actually, actually had a warm light. stint, and it's just starting to cool off. Yeah. So we're, we we're did have a bit of it. snow right before the warm stint, though. Don't even mention yeah. it. It's we're, just we're into the, four, we're into right the 40s, low 40s. We're getting there. Yeah. I found a snow yesterday, actually. I had a uh, McLaren 765LT, and I went to the canyons to go film it. And at the top of uh, my favorite road, I hit snow. Whoa. I no, hit snow no. both on the, on the side of the road and little patches of snow in the road. And I was on a uh, Trofeo R tire. <laughs> I went, oh my god! Oh, it's it's time to time to do the turning <laughs> radius test and go back yes. down. <laughs> do the intentional turnaround before you do the accidental. Yeah, yeah. We got it. Got hairy quick. It was. Uh, I, we, I was like, holy shit! Snow in L.A. Crazy time. Yeah. Uh, so, boys, Project Car Central over on your YouTube channel, Speed Academy. Man. Uh, what I mean, I know you guys were uh, big in uh, in Modified Magazine, which Zach and I both used to read back in the day. Yeah. And uh, now you've transitioned to Modified Magazine on TV on Speed Academy's uh, YouTube channel. Basically, what is it? Um, you know, what is? I, I at a pure curiosity level, um, how is the Project Cars on TV business? It's tough. It it's is tough. tough. Yeah. I, you know, for us, we're trying to build these cars to a a certain threshold, like the project car, the magazine level, where you can actually go test them on a racetrack. So, and it's a higher standard than I consider most, you know, I don't want to say YouTube channels. But, Just say it, Peter. Yeah, okay. Just most YouTube it. channels are building <laughs> and uh, it makes it much more difficult. Like I can't just 
throw on some wheels and tires and, you know, kind of end the video there. We're, we're always trying to go test them at a racetrack. So we have to build them so they can, you know, at least do three or four laps. And right. that kind of that pace slows us down because you really need to make sure that the parts and, and the build quality is there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, reliability and durability are not sexy. No, those yeah, are not those things. They don't add to your view counts. Uh, they don't add to your cover photos. You know, they making a, building a car that can make a thousand horsepower or what, I just picked a number, but a thousand horsepower and last a quarter of a lap around a racetrack versus building a car that makes half the horsepower, but that you can beat on all day for purposes of video has got to be an ongoing debate back and forth about do we build the most extreme car we can or do we build something that works, you know, and, and we're talking about an on-demand broadcasting system, right? you got to get people to click. So what do those exactly. discussions 100%. look like? Does anyone ever argue in favor of just building a monster that will probably break? No, we no. Don't. people want us to build those monsters. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, that's probably the reason our channel has grown so slowly. It's because we keep bought, we keep building like <laughs> realistic cars that actually can be street driven and like, race track reliably. That's so, true. I look at your channel and I'll look at Freddie's channel, and Freddie yeah. is repimping <laughs> shit boxes over there. Literally exactly. repimping the same shit box that was already pimped <laughs> for well, fun and profit. Yeah, f- funny you say that because our most popular videos as of late, we you know have been pimping like a Honda Civic, a Honda CRV. We did a Mazda three, and they were just super easy, quick builds where it's like two videos and people like it. Where you know why? Because you know, pimping is a visual thing. Yes. When you change yes. how the car looks, it, it is. is it it you're it's that's what the medium is, you know? That's mm-hmm. the only thing that the audience at home can really experience for themselves, how this thing has changed visually or maybe how it sounds, but 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 that's pretty much it, right? right? If you say it turns in 10% better. Yeah. It's hard to illustrate yeah. that. But it's hard. Yeah. or if or if you say, well now it now it doesn't overheat anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, but if you say now it has a fish tank in it, they're like, I can see that. Yes, I yes, get it. Right, it does. Right, right. It does have a fish tank in it. I see that you have put a fish tank there. If you look at our view arc, it kind of starts off where you know we we modify the visual and the exterior, and it goes up, and the view rate goes up, and they're like, oh, we're gonna do an engine swap. It goes like this. Yeah. That's hilarious, that really. Engine swap. Yeah. And then we get to the end, and it's like, oh, you're gonna drive the car and test it, and then it goes up again. So that's it's like, so you funny. Want to watch us in the weeds? like wrenching on these cars right we did a 2j swap m3 like an e46 m3 and i absolutely love the car and i thought oh we're going to show people how to do this and it's just the view rate in between when we were swapping that engine just you know kind of went down it's just like your typical hardcore guys are there but the other guys just want to see it finished want to see us put the wheels and tires on it right you know what this is your i think you're actually absolutely accurate you know my friend larry casilla of ammo uh he makes videos about car detailing yeah, yeah oh, i watch it and, and yeah he does a lot of these like uh you know he'll do some barn find or detail some car that was in the fucking woods or whatever you know and he and 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 he has correctly ascertained because his deets his videos are technically instructional right um, but but he has correctly ascertained that the 
audience doesn't actually want to learn anything. They want to see it dirty, and then they want to see it shiny, and they want to see a, a musical montage that a human has actually <laughs> changed it from dirty to shiny, but they don't really give a shit how it got there. Just yeah, They just want it yeah. to be you know, done. And I think the build videos are the same thing. It's almost the same as uh, like driving cross-country. Driving cross-country, you know, Cannonball, it's like the first 20 minutes, the last 20 minutes are very exciting, and in the yeah. middle, it's like 2,700 miles of cornfields. Yeah, and try to make a video on that. Like YouTube is a copycat game, right? Where we want to do stuff we we think is uh, is exciting, but mm. really what you want to do is create content that other people that's create that's trending, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we've kind of been fighting that for a very, very long time. Yeah, we've been too stubborn to really follow those trends too much. But well, but you could still system. do the build that you want to do and mm-hmm. just focus your video resources to s- more on certain parts than others. You know, you could, yeah. and I, I, don't, I don't know how this turned into the fucking video consulting hour, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you know people want to see the visuals and you know they want to see the finished product and they don't mm-hmm. really care about you physically putting in whatever engine swap, they just want to see it in there done and running, you could yeah. really save yourself a lot of time and energy by kind of glossing over those parts in your production process and really just leaning on the things that people want to see and just blasting through the work without that's having exactly to have videos slowing you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's exactly, we just 100%. kind of rejigged and did that. We're going to try to publish those, you know, mod my car, pimp my ride, whatever you want to call them, videos, you know, once a month often, and then the yeah. rest of it just do, uh, yeah. do quick builds. Uh, in pimping rides, did you actually find any any joy or uh, or uh, redeeming yeah, qualities to doing that kind yeah. of stuff? I mean, it gets a bit repetitive for us because we've done that kind of thing so many times, both through the magazine and, and now the YouTube channel. But it's still fun to take an old turd and make it look cool and drive better and sound better. So, like, as car guys, it's still fun to do. Yeah, it's, it's like just immediate really gratification. Right? You put some wheels, tires on it, lower it, you know, intake exhaust, and yeah. the car all of a sudden looks better. You look at it. still oh, changes cool. the character yeah. of the car. You can so. put, yeah. like, BBS sure. basket weaves and lowering springs on almost uh, any rusty shitbox, and it will look <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no. Exactly. That's like a thing that he's going for. Like that's not that's not that's that's just period unrestored. That's not right. a shit box now because it's got that's right. That's right. basket weaves. And let's say we, we put a, a four hour polish onto every car and it looks so much better. And people oh, are like, oh my god, you've yeah. polished that turd. So, and that's what people want to watch. They want to see that quick gratification. So uh, yeah. sadly. We're being reduced to the quick gratification. <laughs> I mean, look, dude, whether it's Pimp My Ride or Storage Wars or Pawn Stars or whatever, they want to, you know, they want to find uh, a reveal, a transformation, a second reveal, and then maybe a flip of what it's worth. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that th- those are kind of the elements of what, like, sticks for TV. Unfortunately, nerds like us don't necessarily find that content to be rewarding to make because so much of it is just superficial and it becomes way easier in television to just make it fake. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. way easier to just like do fake builds and fake flips according to your production schedule. Um, yeah. I'm looking yeah. at you, Richard Rawlings. And, <laughs> and you know, 
yeah. and that's well, and, and then the sh- that's TV. Turned it into five grand. Wow, yeah. what a flip. we're kind of guilty of that too. We we've started to try to tell tell a story with some of our builds, like oh, you know, we found Pete's M3 in a in a swamp, which yeah. was not exactly true, but we tried to like create a story <laughs> and create a bit of like drama between us. If we're doing a build off, so we try to do a little bit of that, but ultimately that's not really what we want to do we're no. just trying to generate some interest in the process yeah. and, and to transition so we're we're going to be you know the, the next couple of cars that we're building are going to be a real test for the channel because we've got an r34 gtr skyline mm-hmm. and an mk4 supra both right hand drive both jdm legends both vehicles that get a ton of views on the internet so they it's do. going to be inter- interesting to <coughs> see if they really ramp up the view rate mm-hmm. or it's just a matter of you know our, our content is a little too hardcore or, yeah. or you know performance or I, I don't know not glamorous enough where we're going to get the views on it so we're i'm not curious to see how enough, that, yeah how that well goes, it's right? like you know it's like the lord's work you know someone someone's got to test tires for the fucking rest of us you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, right? someone yeah. needs to tell us you know what of these parts and what of these uh, of these things are worth doing and not doing and be a little more scientific about it for sure um you know so my back hurt from carrying that load for so yeah, long right yeah. right um, we love doing that kind of content we just wish more people wanted to watch it yeah. ultimately that's it's you know, tough with focused we... content man it's really tough yeah, yeah. people fucking say shit to me anecdotally like oh i want to see more of this i want to see more of that i fucking hate it when it's just supercars no one can afford meanwhile you know, I try those things and they get X views and then I go drive the supercar that yeah. people whine about and it gets 10 times as many views. Like, what am I going to do? You know, it's it is. And but then I also look at people who do comedy or pranks or music on YouTube and it gets a 100 times what we're getting. And it's like there's nothing you could do in cars that gets anywhere close to what your average comedian fucking can pull. Yeah. Right? Zach's it, nodding over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a simpler thing to digest, you know, especially if you're doing a build journey. It's like I'm going to give you 30 videos on yeah. how to build this car. And like a lot of people, what I think is cool about your channel, though, is it is a kind of a timeless resource if someone wants to do a project like some like you have done this mm-hmm. is now like a diy guide instead of you know getting a chilton manual or something like that so yeah hopefully you guys play the long you know the long burn and people are going to this <laughs> for a long time for us really yeah, yeah. like uh, we love we, we love what we do so mm-hmm. it, it's just a matter of you know of course everybody wants quicker success wants to have sure. more money in their pocket but you know what like uh, i'm passionate about it i love what we're doing so yeah and i think one of the saving graces of our channel for us from a business perspective is that because we have this catalog of projects that we've built it's not vlog style content where the title makes no sense and it has no context people can go and find those playlists and if they're building an s2000 they can go look at our s2000 building use yeah, as a yeah. reference so yeah. like our back catalog of videos still gets a lot of views for us yeah so you got a long account. play going on exactly exactly yeah. and that and that's not necessarily been a bad thing for us and it's also helped us work with uh, manufacturers and sponsors in a way that we might not be able to work with them if we were vlogging, you know? Yeah, and our business yeah, model yeah. is a little, our 
our business model is a little bit different in that sense where most YouTubers rely heavily on the revenue from YouTube. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's more of the sponsorships that we get through. Kind of, you know, we, we took it's like that a magazine business magazine. model, basically. That's yeah. how old we are. Model, right? Well, yeah, but you know what? That's going to, what you're, what you've done is you have algorithm proofed your business model. And if yeah, your true. business model exists outside of the uncertainty of an ever changing algorithm, that's better for you guys in the long run. Yeah. It's much more predictable business model and you're in control of it yeah it's a better way to no, be it is the, the only downside to it i guess is there's a, a lot of hustle that goes on behind the scenes to maintain those relationships and to, yeah you know to wrangle parts and to make to make ad deals and so on happen so unlike a vlogger who just has the money show up in his bank account every month from, from <laughs> google we have to kind of work a little harder for it in the background yeah but it's still uh, been well worth the effort yeah, I mean, you're you're talking to someone who makes more than fifty percent of my revenue in media by selling and producing my own ads, and not by. Yeah. I mean, I have I have the YouTube rev share, and and we do we do uh, we do get an automatic direct deposit on the twenty second of every month. It's very nice. That's right. But Thank it's you, yeah, but it's uh, it is it's less than half for us, and so I for me uh, a, a huge portion of my job is. I spend way more time selling ads than I do driving sports cars. Yeah. And yeah. certainly way more time selling ads than I do driving sports cars on camera. You know what I mean? Like driving sports cars on camera is this much of the job and selling ads is this much of the job and responding to emails is this much of the job. And I just did the uh, inch yard and I caught a fish this big motions for the audio people. <laughs> That's um, true, yeah. But you, for you guys, I did want to ask you because, you know, you guys some, some, some fairly, um, you're not, you're not buying like junkyard shit like freddy buys it seems like you're buying and starting with at least somewhat decent vehicles um who's buying the cars are you guys buying the cars we are yeah it, we've learned and i've learned this through the magazine days is you know when someone comes to you says hey i've got a car would you like to build it and the moment that you say <laughs> yes it's your that, that's the curse because then the mm -hmm. engine blows up or something happens or halfway through the guy's like where's mm -hmm. my car so we oh, just a found private owner. Here. Yeah, no, yeah. you don't want to. I was thinking I was thinking OEM and OEM tries to give you a dollar car or something like that. I but you're talking about a private owner. No, that would be yeah. shady as hell, bro. Yeah. Imagine yeah. fucking yeah. taking the responsibility of modifying some dude's car, not even for money. Ugh. Nah. Dude, yeah. we, 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 <laughs> we've done that and more so now with these mod my cars video series that are coming up people are like hey i've got this you know 1996 nissan altima that i want you to go and and do up and i'm like yeah no sorry yeah. like that's the last thing i, I want to do right but it's well, but so, but you guys are buying cars and stock in your shop. So I, you know, I, cause I watched a video yeah. before of you, of you showing a bunch of engines, you've got a bunch of cars, a oh, bunch right. of trans, a bunch of like tons of shit. So you guys are stocking all that stuff up, huh? The, the hoard is real, man. And, and nice. it paid off in dividends. Like, you know, I bought two Jay-Z engines two years ago for $2,000 and now they're six, seven grand. Like yeah. the JDM tax is just going through the roof. Yeah. Cars and everything. Our, our GTR that we bought is probably appreciated almost 50%. Maybe like it's more, just, maybe more. Yeah, it's nuts. It's unreal what is going on with the market right now, right? I'm not surprised. I mean, especially uh, in the last few months, people uh, are have been stuck at home. Uh, 
not traveling, not eating out and going to bars, uh, saving up some money, and people are buying cars and yeah. and 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 driving, wrenching. You know, these are activities that you could totally do right now. Um, so it's not surprising that the the car market in general is doing very very well uh, right now. Right, but it does lead me to a question: If your GTR has appreciated. Uh, that much in that short of period of time. At what point is it no longer worth you modifying it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, We're going to be careful with that. For this sure. is the million dollar question for me right now because we have essentially a all stock GTR and I'm about to modify it, put turbos on it. I've gone to the point where I purchased a second engine because I, I'm worried that if anything happens to that numbers matching block, mm -hmm. that car's not going to be worth as much. So why I, don't you and, take and, that and one out and modify the other one? That's exactly, that's what, exactly yeah. what I'm going to Oh, okay. Do. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Rob Ferretti, Pete, he's got that. Rob Ferretti of Super Speeders, he's yeah. got a 98 Supra, and he's got the stock motor on a stand. It's a very low-mile car. And he's yeah, got yeah. like a 1,200-horsepower, you know, psycho death motor uh, in the car, which is, I think, I think it only runs on C16. I think it's too expensive to drive. <laughs> I think yeah. between the miles and the fact that it's like $25 a gallon in fuel, yeah. Rob's like, yeah, I just park it. I don't look at it. <laughs> I, I, I just heard him. He, he joked about that on that uh, the show oh, you guys sorted, did with yeah. Sorted. And yeah, he was yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Than I drive mine. Well, building cars that you know have to be reliable and last, and you know how how's that working out so far? I guess you can't tell us how things have worked out. Well, no, I mean I can tell you. You know, uh, in general, I think what that issue that we were just talking about ha it has come up on sorted, uh, and I won't say exactly how, and and it's not exactly how people will think, but but um, you know, a, a, a car that is truly sorted in the way that you two and me and Zach would call truly sorted is probably not the same car that makes an, a, a horsepower number so high that it'll shock you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, it's there, there's almost no such thing as a well-rounded 2,000 horsepower car, you no. know? No. Um, yeah, yeah. And so Rob Ferretti, you know, Sorted is is 80% a Rob Ferretti production. I'm a co-host, and I help choose the cars and all that stuff. Um, but it's it's mainly, uh, and I was part of the inspiration with my one takes and whatnot, but but it's, it's mainly Rob's um, production. And so Rob... Uh, was of the opinion that um, despite my affinity for well-rounded cars that might have less horsepower, having crazy shit will sell better for television. And so all the cars that sure. we have at, at Sorted are like, I mean, the slowest one is like 600 horsepower. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, but that leads me to throw a question back at you. And in my, and yes, uh, because both the East Coast and West Coast regionals were very hot and humid, you know, things, things come up, you know, things yeah, come yeah. up. A, a car that's got 
a four-figure horsepower number is not typically the kind of car that is meant to survive hot track days, no matter what the owner tells you, okay? Oh, the the Supra with the AC, the moment that that Supra guy said, I make whatever, 1,100 horsepower, yes. and I have AC in it still, I was like, my man, you are not going to last uh, <laughs> probably two laps on that racetrack. Airflow you know what? Um, I won't say what happens on the track. The AC on the track was less of an issue than the, than it had, the fact that it had Mickey Thompson's on the front and uh, yeah. on the back and and not right. quite skinnies on the front but um i can't wait to see that i can't that wait. car and we're talking about a 1995 supra um that was built by a dude named mo who has i feel very bad that i can't remember the name of his shop it's in new york it's in long island it's a small not well-known shop but this thing was really clean, and other than the slicks on the back, was pretty low profile, pretty quiet. It wasn't like ridiculous. And then, and he, when I went to go drive it, he told me, he goes, "Listen, this motor goes to ten. And I was like, "No, it doesn't. What? It doesn't go to ten. He goes, "It it goes to ten, and I want you to rev it to ten. And I go, "I'm not revving your car to ten. I go, "I just I'm not going to do that. I'm going to blow the fucking thing sky high. I'm not going to rev it to ten. And he pulled out a video on his phone and he showed me a video of it going to ten of the fucking <laughs> wow. the needle going all the way around and off the tack onto whatever the fuck is straight back down. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay. And I went out on the highway, a, a, a highway in Florida, and I put it in third gear, and it was like, and when it got to six, I did a burnout at probably 80 miles an hour that went into all the way to 10,000 RPM. I shifted wow. into fourth at maybe 110 or 120 and continued the burnout. <laughs> I, I, how did you not end up in a ditch? Because it, it somehow managed to stay straight, and also I'm a very talented driver. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I mean, but... I guess Mickey Thompson's had nothing to do with it. It was, yo... <laughs> <laughs> Tanner in that car laid a set of 11s the uh, for I think a half a mile. Oh <laughs> like like wow. he Tanner Tanner was laughing so far. I heard Tanner Tanner went down the back straight in that car and he goes I'm going to come in. I, I think I think the engine's just slipping the clutch. He thought he was just burning the clutch. And he did a cool down lap, and he realized on the second time around that there were 11s down the entire straightaway, that oh that wasn't God. the clutch. It was doing a fourth gear burnout down the entire straightaway. Yeah, it was so, wild. I mean, it was really wild. And we had a bunch of cars like that. <laughs> You know, but but that's, um, that's kind of the opposite of what we're building. And that's our, our struggle is that's what people want to see on the Internet. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't right. love the idea of having a power band that's two, three thousand RPM. We want cars that, you know, on the racetrack have a fat power band that go. And then you make we made uh, almost I think it was what, six, or something? Yeah, or 650 yeah. with our, yeah, yeah. our 2J. And people are like, what? That's all oh, you no. made? Oh, I'm like, oh, the car drives amazing. It's you know, good on the street. It's good on the racetrack. People don't care. They want well, to see that big number. Right? Have you ever tried to show how to do it right by doing it wrong? <laughs> no. No, I'm haven't. serious. Like, what if you took a car? Know. 
And you had you said you got two two J's, right? What if you took a car and you built a, one of those engines to be like thirteen hundred wheel horsepower, big single, narrow power band, totally unusable, but braggable, a dyno brag YouTube car, and then you built another one that was like twins, five five fifty to the tire, which for a Supra is very reasonable, right? Yeah. Wide power band, and then you. Went to the track with both of those, and I bet you could demonstrate just how much faster the slower car was. Oh, yeah, 100% it would be fun. I think that would be fun. Our Supra GTR, so the GTR is getting twins. It's going to be probably around a 500, you know, 550 to the tire, and the Supra is going to make, I think, like seven on that turbo. Who knows? On a single? Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. be like the single versus the the twin, so it'll be an interesting build in that sense. Yeah, to yeah. Show the differences there. Yeah, I want a ten thousand RPM two J now that I've oh heard about goodness. it. Though. That's, that's I mean this fucking thing. <laughs> it went. It actually went to like ten. That. That's wild. Yeah. It was real crazy. Gearbox, because I remember him talking about that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude was mellow as fuck. I, he was real. Ice cold. Yeah, it was good. Maybe yeah, sponsored by your uh, your Cali weed guy. That could be right. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, <laughs> have you guys ever done a build and then decided that you had actually made the car worse? I mean, every time you put a race suspension on the car and you drive it down a, a, a public road, yeah. you realize you just ruined a, a, what was a previously comfortable car. But then you go to the racetrack and it's amazing, and you you don't feel quite as bad about it. But I've never really felt like we completely ruined anything, but no. you certainly make compromises. Like we mostly built stuff for the road course for the racetrack, and so when you do that, you compromise comfort basically. But it our whole our whole ethos is like street <laughs> track cars, so they still have to be comfortable yes. on the street and whatnot. Like the Com- one comfortable, yeah, the car guy comfortable. We built a track Scion FRS once that's gutted. It's got a roll cage, and we mm-hmm. did almost like a one lap of Canada with it. And it was miserable driving around, but yeah. it won the event, ironically, yeah. you know. So... You won a race in an FRS? We did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. In some horse car GTRs, because they all blew up. And we didn't, so. That's right. We, we were joking. We should have brought that car to your event, and it would have probably outlasted all those cars in that sense. Well, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't have necessarily last, outlasted all of them, but... We, you know, we brought and to, to sorted, um, we brought benchmark cars because we were like, you know, you need to know how these cars compare to something stock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, typical Rob Ferretti, I was thinking we would bring something like Pretty Mellow, you know, like a Mustang GT or an ST, a stock STI or a Golf R or like, you know, something that was like quick. But you know, uh, uh, reasonably affordable. And Rob was like, "No, we need we need like some flash. You know, it's got to be something something exciting people want to see." So we brought a C7 ZR1 to the East Coast, nice. and we brought the twenty the new twenty twenty one GT five hundred with the carbon pack to the oh, yeah. um, to the West Coast. And what we <laughs> what we learned in both cases is if you want to go Talking fast. Best. I mean, listen, on you know, very hot track days, if you really want to go to hot track days, mm-hmm. modifying your car only makes yeah. it worse at that activity. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's almost no mods you can do that will purely make your car better at hot track days, listen, aside from, like radiators. 
put, put vents and radiators exactly. My money yeah. is on that 911 turbo yeah. because it's it was stock with you know bolt-on turbos. Yeah. I feel like that's the kind of car that you can bring to that competition and, and really mop up, up yeah. because it is yeah. the ultimate streaker. I mean, it's two hundred thousand dollars, so yeah. it's a right. bit of a deal with the guy with the S two thousand. But well, like Ferretti says, you could you could buy a two hundred thousand dollar car and put thirty into it, or you can buy a thirty thousand dollar car and put two hundred into it and end up in <laughs> roughly the same place. Yeah, maybe fifty, but yeah. he's exaggerating with that. But I felt like that car was a little bit the, the, the a kind of, of smoking yeah. right. gun to bring to the, the competition. But I'm sure it'll make for great. Video. I mean, look, you get you when you're you're you, when you're starting with a two hundred thousand dollar car. Admittedly, you there is an advantage there, but but in the, but at least it was for the regional. You know, we put him we put that Sissio's thousand uh, horsepower nine nine one turbo. We put it up against a, a twin turbo Viper ACR, yeah. you know, with 2,000 horsepower and a sequential gearbox. I don't believe I've ever driven anything that accelerated that fast ever. Um, wow. It was, it that was, I mean, because that Supra just, I mean, it, it accelerated, but it was just doing burnout. You know, there's, it was, it was no aero or anything. This thing, because of the wing, the tires, the gear, you know, the gearbox, you stomped on it and it just, it went forward. It didn't, it didn't light up the tires. It was the, the 60 to 150 of that was insanity. Um, just insanity. Uh, and then we also had like an, like an 800 horsepower, uh, or 800s of the wheels, I think. Uh, Audi RS3, extremely yeah. fast car. Uh, and we had a, a, a S2000 with a huge turbo and big arrow. Some very famous engine builder built that. Who's a. Oh, that was the Jay's racing motor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah yes. Jay, Jay's? Yeah. Jay's? Jay's racing. racing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it was cool. And then on the West Coast Regional, we had a twin turbo R8. Uh, we had a fucking GT350 with a Whipple on it, making like a thousand horsepower with a full aero modified GTR. Um, we had some cool stuff. It's gonna be fun. I hope we get to do it again too. You know, Auto I would like Tempest to do. Tempest is making all kinds of good stuff happen right now. Yeah, shout out to Auto Tempest. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they are funding the content. <laughs> we could do I would do you know I'd do a north south if we did like a uh, like a midwest versus versus Can Canada like a Toronto yeah. versus Chicago kind of thing yeah, that would be that would be kind of fun oh yeah yeah, yeah the, what's your local track uh I mean the big boy track is Mostport or now mm. now it's called Canadian Tire Motorsports Park and it's uh it's a very high speed track it's like like Big Willow but not as sketchy although there's walls everywhere it's a very high speed track. I'll tell you what, uh, I'd rather hit a wall than whatever they've got fucking thirty feet off of the edge of Willow. Yeah, <laughs> like boulders. Yeah, disappear out there. <laughs> that one, that one, there's a video of that one Mustang that just like went over the, over the wall. It was, yeah, it's yeah, the best amazing. video ever. Oh, yeah. I love it. And I mean, you couldn't oh, because it's the best because not only the crash, which is epic, but the camera flies off the car and lands in the ground pointed back at the car and you see then the driver getting out i mean it was amazing planned it better unbelievable if wanna, shot if you want to see uh what most looks like have you ever been to Mo most matt no i i um, i owe a trip fucking brian max won't shut up about me coming to most oh yeah um, as he should it's amazing <laughs> it's 
it's a it's a world class track. It really is. And we just shot a video there. Actually, Pete was because I couldn't make it that day. But of uh, our buddy's Nissan 350Z, that is 800 horsepower ish. Yeah, it's a hybrid 350Z. So we actually put a hybrid motor out of like a, an E Formula race car. Fuck out of here! Really? Oh, it's crazy! It's incredible. It's, it's an it's, incredible car. It's he hard to wrap himself. your head around. It's, it. it's wild. And he's doing 116s there, which is as as fast as like an IMSA GTD race car. It, it's, That's amazing. It's it's really an impressive yeah, you're Even if you watch that video on our channel, it's hard to really fathom just the speed oh. until you're there. Like this thing was flying, man. It was bottoming out. There's sparks flying in the corner. I like, love that. Oh, you got to watch it. Like he's done what he's done with that car is I, I, just blowing. groundbreaking in the sense he's built a race car that has a hybrid yeah. system in no, it. No, is it, know, is it like uh, like that Vonin system kind of, or like a flywheel system, or uh, it, is it exactly? A, it replaces the clutch and flywheel. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. yeah, it's it's pretty brilliant. It's we actually show all that in uh, on our channel as well. So we went to his shop. It's, his shop's called On Point Dyno. He also runs a business called Mountain Pass Performance. He makes uh, performance parts for Tesla models. Model threes, your, oh, your favorite brand, your favorite brand, Matt. I know, uh, I know you're a big fan. <laughs> I like the cars. I've always said it. I like the cars very much. No issue I love with the cars. Discussion with uh, with when you had Johnny Lieberman on that that yeah. discussion you had with him was so good. I love well, that. Listen, some people lick boots and some people call out fraud. I don't know. Listen, let's just tangent here. I, I'm I'm all of the same opinion. I, I love Tesla, but the reality of like getting a grid set up and these cars becoming mainstream just seems far away from me. No, like we are going to be gasoline engines for so long. And mm -hmm. it's just like when people get into this whole thing, like, oh, they're coming. It's coming. You know, get ready. I just, I don't see it. Are you talking about autonomous cars or electric cars right now? Electric cars. Oh. Well, I mean, a little bit of both, but. I'm, well, I'm, just to be clear, I'm not anti-electric car by any means. I think electric cars are very fun. I just think the projections of the supposed electric takeover are yeah, exactly. incredibly yeah. far off of reality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, all, we are also oh, yeah, not against electric. Like we, we, no, I love cars. loves them and yeah. we do too. Like yeah. great. We've track tested a bunch of Teslas and they're impressive around the racetrack, even in stock form. And then with our buddy, uh, uh Sasha, who's modified his model three and he built a uh, model Y that was faster than GT three. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Pretty wild. Yeah. Pretty Crazy. wild stuff. He can yeah. run a Lotus of the full electric as well. That's incredibly fast. Oh, cool. you know what? I know that guy. I met him yeah. at button willow for uh red line time attack. Yeah, that's right. He was out there for that event. Yeah, he that. was there with that Model 3 customer of his, and it got yes. all disputed because yeah. there was some <laughs> stupid rule that said you couldn't, you had to burn gas to win a trophy. I mean, yeah. it was some, you needed a some internal combustion engine. Some yeah. unbelievably bad wording of a rule that quickly got changed afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the buried the buried lead of the story in that in that particular event was not. I mean, that headline was very funny that they got DQ'd because of some rule that didn't allow for EVs. Okay, that sucks. Change the rule. Actually, what was very funny was I think they, they ran like a 201 or something at Buttonwillow. Good time. Good time. Good time. But yeah. there was another guy there at that race whose race car broke and who went to Hertz or Enterprise or fucking somebody 
and rented a Camaro SS straight up and with no prep work at all, threw a door card on that bitch and entered it in red line time attack and, <laughs> and beat that Model 3. <laughs> by about two seconds around the track the guy was mobbing on some garbage ass all seasons probably pushing like 38 psi on one tire and like 32 on another tire and the dude was driving his fucking balls off and beat that model three <laughs> it was funny i guess hertz is not tracking uh, where their rental cars are going in that case right uh, no i've driven rental cars on track fucking a million times it's not yeah, okay, they don't give a shit. Our, our buddy took a took an Uber. They rented some Mustangs through Uber, or uh, no, no, what was uh, it? Uh, Turo. 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 Sorry. And they and the owner was like, "Hey, the car is at uh, at the racetrack or whatever," and got all pissy about it. And and, then, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm just here for a, a video shoot. We're not going to go on the track." And then he took it down the drag strip and went, I don't know, 120 miles an hour. And she yeah. called up back and said, you know, I just I, saw the vehicle went 120 miles an hour. I'm shutting you down. I got that story all wrong. It was a it was a Tesla. It was a Tesla. Yeah, I, was I a Tesla. said a Mustang. Oh, I a Mustang. Oh. No, it was a Tesla. Yeah, I mean, look, Turo is a peer-to-peer -peer service. It's not a big nameless, faceless corporation. So exactly. I I will side with the renter in the site yeah, in Turo. And I could give a fuck about Hertz, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hertz exists to milk money out of customers and it's not just Jane trying to rent her Model 3 to pay off her fucking lease because Elon told her that shit would be a robo-taxi in two years. <laughs> just because she's a sucker doesn't mean I need to be a dick about it. <laughs> uh, she was totally within her rights to bust him on that one. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they, I'm, that I'm not surprised with. Yeah, I'd be if it was Turo, I'd be annoyed if it to the track. Turo in LA has some fucking cool cars though. You can get some random ass shit like fun weird random stuff in la sometimes it's they want way too much money for it but like you can get like i just was looking for a friend you, i got i found a jag xjs convertible for like 37 bucks a day i was like oh okay oh, wow. here we go yeah that's pretty cool yeah it was good oh, that's kind of rad like renting old cars that's the way to go yeah there's a guy I've seen the same. There's a Ferrari 348 Spider that's been on Turo here in LA for like three years. I, I I've seen multiple people at Cars and Coffee driving it. It's very funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Rent a car, go to Cars and Coffee. I, I bet say, it runs great. Your, uh, you should have put your million mile Lexus on there, but you 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 gave that or sold it to Freddie, I guess, right? I get, I sold it to Freddie for a dollar, but um, we actually had talks with Turo for like months about really? putting it on Turo. Yeah, and ultimately what we decided was if I ran out of people to drive it who were like media, that I would uh, lend it, give it to Turo. And we ended up finding a couple people that put like 10,000 miles on it each, and so I didn't have to uh, do that. It, would, it seemed like it would have been kind of annoying. If my building was built, it would have oh, yeah. been much easier, but without that, without that, it would have been a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah, people showing up at your house yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right, so. yeah, yeah. Like, I, it, you know, it sounds appealing until you actually think about the individual logistics it's, of it. It's yeah. true. <laughs> or when it breaks down. Pete so what do you, anyone drive any of this car, so I'm sure he gets. <laughs> what are you guys uh, more excited to build, the, the Supra or the uh, Skyline? Man. Well, I, I, this the skyline is you know my project and the supra is his project so yeah i, I mean the supra is a bit of a beater to be honest like yeah it, it was only like a 
$25,000 Supra. So it needs a lot of work. More, my man. It's already been modified. So it's not like it's got collector car value the way the GTR does. Yeah. The GTR is truly pristine. It's like a new car. It's crazy how yeah. good the condition of it is. So I think that probably makes you a little uncomfortable where for me, I'm excited about the Supra because I don't have a real stress about it being a particularly nice one. So I don't feel like yeah. I'm ruining a nice car. So it's kind of a, a guilt-free toy at this point. Yeah. You know what my worry evolves around with building any cars is when a car, it's like getting a paint job. I, I love and hate getting paint jobs done because the moment that the paint job's done, I don't want to drive the car because I worry it's going to get the nicks and scratches. Mm-hmm. I have that, you know, some people have that ability to just drop it. Be like, you know, I, I don't care. So what? It's going to get stone chips and all this stuff. It's going to devalue the car. I'm going to keep driving. I can't, I don't have that in my blood, unfortunately. So it's like that car, I feel I need to, you know, be wearing the gloves and just, yeah. just, just <laughs> take care, too much care with it where I want to be able to beat the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. Our buddy, Mike Musto, when it, either when he buys a brand new car or when he, he gets a car painted, he goes kind of at the bottom of the rocker panel and he keys it. A little bit, just so it's not perfect, okay. and it's yeah, good. Yeah. And then he's good to go. When I did that uh, that Fox Body project like a couple years ago, I got it the whole car painted black, like so many layers of gloss black, right? And it was beautiful. Got it back from the body shop. First day, went to the canyons, gravel the whole way up Angeles Crest. And on those oh, yeah. big fucking 295 tires with no mud flaps, I just blasted the, the lower rocker panels of the car and I completely fucked it up and I went well I guess that's that and then I couldn't that's I a, couldn't be nice to it after that yeah that See, was probably the that's best almost thing the, the way to go mm-hmm. right yeah. at least you can mm-hmm. enjoy that car from that point mm-hmm. do you still have that car or did you sell that car no, that I sold car it I sold it on bring a trailer and, oh bring a trailer okay. twice I sold twice. it uh, for charity on bring a trailer uh, and we got to we got to pay an animal shelter's rent for a year which was really oh. nice yeah, that was nice. Um, and then the like about an, about a year later, the guy who bought it for me, he turned around and sold it again on Bring a Trailer for what for what I think it would have gone for if the charity element wasn't part of it the first time. So he right. got he got basically market price for the car, which it was good. I think it, it was a nice little car actually. It was fun. If I was if I was like you guys, or if I wanted to like keep it, I'd probably send it to someone like you. To, to do some videos about putting like a voodoo engine in it or something, because that's what it yeah, really needed. Yeah. More power. So yeah. in your opinion, do you think bring a trailer, the, the, the price that cars fetch on there, it's, it's, it shows market value? Because mm. I feel like, man, it, it's like people that are buying this stuff there, you know, 10, 15, sometimes 20 grand over because I don't know, maybe it's the battle or it's the lure or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. People just have money sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been staring at that car for a week, right? Looking at the pictures, getting ready to bid, you know, you're kind of, you're invested. I think one of the things, we've talked about this a bunch because I think because of the pandemic, people have gotten really, really used to shopping at home. And yeah. all the auction sites, like even like the Bonhams and the RM and all them, they're all going online, and and people um, are just kind of used to that online shopping experience. And I think the the skill of seeking out cars the old school way is atrophying faster than the how people are choosing to sell their cars because people are still using small, local, exotic car, independent dealers, 
You know, people are still using like Hemmings and other smaller sites right. that, which you can find on autotempest.com. And of course. You know, people are still listing cars in other places besides bring a trailer, but like everybody gets the bring a trailer daily email. So like, yeah. you know, um, I think it is representative of the value of certain cars, but I think that other cars like blue chip cars, like classic Ferraris and Lambos and really high end Porsches and BMWs um, that would normally require a lot more work legwork to find the good ones people are content just kind of clicking on bring a trailer and seeing what they get and i think they end up sometimes um paying too much yeah yeah like i just watched a e39 m5 touring so conversion wagon conversion oh the silver so, one that guy's yeah, local 45 us 45 45k that's a lot of money <laughs> he did well. Right? He did well on that car. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that was a nice car, but he did very well there. <laughs> I just I just bought a six thousand dollar E thirty nine M five that I'm putting into a touring, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep I'm that car if rich. I can get that much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I think uh, the market for. Uh, cars of that of sports sedans of that period is really uh growing and it's the wagons especially i, I it's not that there there isn't enough market to mass produce high performance wagons in the u.s and sell them but there Correct. is enough yeah. demand to sell fucking one right for a shitload yeah. of money yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah yeah. Uh, a, a friend of mine just imported into the U.S. a 2006, uh, 2003 RS6 Avant, and it's a fucking Whoa. stunner of a car. Stunner oh, yeah. of a car. Yeah. But, you know, the RS6 sedan was sold here, and what this dude paid to get a real Avant in the U.S., federalized before the 25-year rule, would seem to many people to be fucking batshit crazy. I can imagine. You yeah. know? He's just something he really wanted and he could afford to do it by the sound yeah. of it, right? Yeah, this he's he's super Audi man. He's he's yeah. had all the super Audis and he is super Audi man. And so he wants what he wants and he and he can afford what he can afford, you know, and it's that's yeah. fine. Um but but uh yeah, I that's, think that's, if <laughs> what? No, go ahead. I was gonna say that's the, the nice thing about up being up in Canada, one of the few things that we have is our 15 year import. Yeah, that's true. So we're bringing in cars right now that are, you know, almost mid 2000s. I just bought an Evo wagon, a 2004. See, right that's awesome. Right. Yeah. Like, we, I mean, we if you guys that. can afford to keep and sit on those cars, I mean, you can yes. really. Yeah. I think that you guys could have a whole part of your business that was just modifying cars that were one year away from being U.S. legal, finishing right. the project, having some fun, and flipping it in America for profit. I mean, yeah, that seems like a totally reasonable thing for you guys yeah. to be doing. And you know? Evo 06, that's exactly it, right? We've, yeah. got a, we've got a bunch of those cars that are – they're still four years away, unfortunately. So yeah, we need a, uh, a Ferris-style – uh, warehouse set up here. So right? Fuck yeah, dude. And... <laughs> <clears throat> that's I, that's very cool, though. That I, I'm, I, the 25-year thing is so dumb 
Larry Chen was just on the podcast last week and was telling us what Carb made him do to get his R32 GTR, uh, California legal. Other than adding a, a third cat, okay, I get it. Third cat emissions, no problem. Besides that, it was literally the dumbest shit in the fucking world. It was like add the ring in the fuel filler so you can't put the diesel handle in there. And oh, uh, someone commented it was so that you can't add uh, unleaded gasoline, which I don't know if anybody sells oh. anymore. But basically, oh, it's basically a, a similar thing. Unleaded gasoline uses oh, a diesel size filler. It uses a different filler nozzle, oh. but that's why. But it's it's similar. It's like well, you oh. know, I don't yeah. know where you find that today. Where do you even find pump unleaded gas? I don't, I don't even know. What would you yeah, do with it if what? you could find or, it? Sorry, or leaded. leaded. Yeah, you can't find leaded. Would leaded gas? Would leaded gas make a GTR run better? I don't think so. Exist in California? You can't buy leaded gas anywhere no, anyway. Right. It's, it's no, right. I mean, it's you can buy unleaded race gas. You can buy high-octane yeah. race gas at the pump. But that's I, yeah, I, I, had it, I had it backwards. It's so you can't put yeah. leaded gas in it. Yeah. But again, yeah. where do you find that? It's just such know. an old rule. Yeah. So essentially yeah. what's happening is they're charging ten grand to federalize the car so they can just put all so, that money into their pocket. Yes. Right? Yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the other thing. Speaking of fuels, um, do you guys is 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 Canada big on? Are your builds big on the ethanol? No, oh, that's I wish, the one man, thing, man. Just, yeah, right now we, we cannot we can't get make ethanol those, those YouTube horsepower numbers without the E85. So, <laughs> dude, every car on sorted was like, we got there. It's like production meeting. Okay, we're gonna have breakfast at this time. Here's the location A, location B. Uh, Where's the nearest ethanol station, and how many miles is it from the track or from the? <laughs> One of the teams run 110 yeah. gallons of ethanol. <laughs> you guys just should have had like a truck Seriously. driving around with ethanol, follow everybody, right? Bro, I fucking hate ethanol so much. You on a on a, on a, a thousand horsepower car, you get about two poles a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> oh nobody ever tells you that on YouTube. Nobody yeah. has always like, let's make that thousand wheel. All right, but tell them how it, it sucks when it starts. You leave it for four months or five months or whatever. Everything's clogged up. Like there are yeah. certainly down to ethanol, but really the upsides are just so so good. Yeah. I mean, you can make a lot of power and it costs less than race gas. These are true. This is definitely yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, we could the, buy it by the barrel up here, but we just never really been motivated to chase that we have a numbers, we right? have like a race gas additive, so you, yeah, you mix it with true. pump gas, and it actually works really it's well. It does work good. Works yeah, yeah, we well. tested it on the yeah. dyno, man. We made we went from making like what was it on the on the, the, on the super, FDI, like We went from making low force, uh, low to, force to high force. We made like eighty or ninety wheel with the concentrate yeah. added in. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's real. What's a bottle yeah, of that shit go for? Like 20, 20 bucks, maybe twenty five bucks, fifteen oh, wow. US. There, that's like way cheaper than buying a tank of race gas at yeah, the pump. Yeah, 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 it definitely is. Here's Can a plug for VP Racing. It's uh, Octanium. Octanium. It's Octanium. VP Racing Octanium. Octanium. Yeah. It's, it's a terrible name, but also a great name. I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't decide. Is that like the perfect name for that product, or do I want to stab myself in the chest? No. It's like the girls in their calendars. Know your audience? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Can you buy it that works. shit in America? Hell you can. Yeah. You can buy it on Amazon. Octanium. Yeah. Yo, Octanium. let's get a bottle of that shit. Yeah, yeah. I just th- I, think, I just uh, threw a, f- a bottle of uh, injector cleaner in, in my Ferrari. It made me feel like I was wrenching. <laughs> I've been there. It's like, I'm going to clean the injectors now. Yeah. Glub, 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 glub. <laughs> so you've got the Ferrari now, eh? 
Yes, and I've been giving it the Italian tune-up every single day, and that is good for the injector cleaners. Nice. Or for the injector cleaner uh, that is running through the injectors. Yeah, I've been I've been doing the same with. uh, I also bought an E34 M5. I'm doing the same thing. The previous owner just babied that thing around, and every time I get, I get out there and just run it through. Does it? Did it? Was it getting like when you would start it? Like, how did you know it needed the bottle? It 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 was just it was hesitating a bit. You know what I mean? Like, just had like this little rough idea. I was like, ah, something's off. Something's off. Yeah. No word of a lie, man. I like it's progressively been getting better and better the harder I drive it. Pete's the yeah. most optimistic BMW owner in the world. He thinks uh, fuel injection cleaner is going to fix his engine, but we all know it's the Vados <laughs> is broken, the rod going for pooch, it's about to throw a rod. That, that, that is pre all that. That is pre all that. That 91 Every BMW owner is optimistic. We're all optimistic. Right? Yeah. We have right? to be. Zach's right on that here, people. The uh, No, I think because the Ferrari got a major service uh, at the beginning of last year, and then the guy drove it like 500 miles and then pretty much parked it. And so when I start it, when it's ice cold, one of the injectors, maybe two, on the left cylinder bank are like clogged up because it's like a low pressure system. Um, oh, yeah. And and so it's kind of like it kind of like gunked up a little bit. And so it runs on six or seven for like 30 seconds to a minute. And then once things are kind of circulated after like a minute or two, I give it a couple of revs to like blow it out, and that seems to clear it out. And then, I love it. and then once it gets totally warm, like a couple minutes later, then it has the perfectly smooth idle. I think I think it, by the time I get to the bottom of this bottle, it should be good though. <laughs> That's awesome. You gotta love Ferraris and Italian cars for something like that. Ah, just floor it. <clears throat> Is yeah, it, like, no. I, old-fashioned fuel injection on that car, or is it? A yeah, it's K, it's like uh, CIS Bosch CIS. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's yeah, old yeah. school, old school shit. It's like the I same by my Porsche and my Lamborghini. Yeah, Porsche, yeah, Lamborghini, same shit. Yep, it's all the same shit. I now have my found myself in a bit of a Seinfeld situation though, which is that the mechanic who works on my Lamborghini has found out that I bought a Ferrari. Oh, but I've already got someone else to work on the Ferrari who's like really excited about it and helped me help me buy the car and has worked through the whole thing. I've got an appointment set up. We're making a list of everything I find in the first thousand miles and he's gonna address it all at once. But they don't really like each other. Oh, no, no, no. And one of them's texting me going, Don't you let him work on that car? I can, uh, he can't uh, do what I can do. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, he's gonna ruin oh my it. God. He's gonna ruin it. Oh my god, what the fuck? It's a tough one. Well, it's not that tough because frankly, one of them is an independent and the other one works for a brand name company, and they're both very good, but the one who works for the brand name company charges a lot more money. And right. yeah, and and it uh, because that person and that company had been looking after the Lamborghini since almost a decade before I bought it, it makes sense to keep that in line, right? Sure, Let the key sure. people who've been looking after it continue to look after it. But since we're starting over, why go with the one who's so expensive? <laughs> honestly, yeah, 100%. anyway. How old? How old is he? They're 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 both gentlemen in what I believe to be their fifties. 
Okay. okay. So they still have a li- My concern is what's going to happen to all these guys that know these cars in like oh, 20, yeah. you know, 30 years. Like- I don't think Ferrari owners need to worry, but MG, Austin Healey, and Land Rover yeah, right. people, y'all are yeah. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you, right now, if you own a car, you know, pre-30s, man, sell that thing because there's going to be nobody left that's going to want yeah. those in, in, in a decade. Yeah. So you might yeah. as well cash out now, right? Literally, Jay Leno is going to be the service department for that. <laughs> for those cars. He's going to be the only guy left. Hey, you got to adjust the idler valve. Needs <laughs> more steam. <laughs> Um, man, I know. Yeah, it's uh, I, I do. I do worry about that, about who is going to work on all the old cars, because it's not going to be me. I hope at least yeah, for the Italian knows? stuff, there's enough money in it that someone picks up the torch. There is. But if the, but if the number of people goes down that can work on it, then the cost of that goes up and up and it gets harder and harder to do. I know. Yeah. Keep keep them all alive. Let's I mean, make I, sure I, they're I, all make sure guys make sure your Ferrari techs are very happy. Well fed, they've had yeah, their right? shots. You know, but it's even have a lot of have a lot of young apprentices there. Yeah, That's but what they young need. people don't want to work on yeah, cars yeah, anymore. Fair. They they want to work don't. on computers. Yeah, I mean, I have I friends have that have like manager. basic vans they can't get worked on. Just normal E three fifty vans are becoming hard to find people to work on, like carbureted. Oh, really? Van, and it's hard to find oh, someone wow. that can do that. Yeah. Actually, that's one of the harder, like, someone asked me where they get an old American car worked on in L.A. That's actually one of the questions I have very few answers to. I could send you to a Porsche shop, Ferrari shop, Aston Martin shop, Mercedes shop. But you go, I go, where do I get my Fox body worked? Like, I don't have the first yeah. fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, we don't, I mean, I don't, we're not in that segment. Yeah, we get that, that asked world, a lot, yeah. too. Like, we just don't know. Yeah. It's not really our go-to, right? Yeah, and the name, the places where you would go, it's always like, Dave's Auto Repair or something. You know, right. it's always just some generic shop that's not, yeah. you know, right. they're probably great at this kind of stuff. It's not called like, Evil Motors or yeah. <laughs> like everything yeah. else. No, like literally I got a recommendation for a place to send some of my clients American cars. I have, they have a couple older American cars and literally the place is called Joe's. <laughs> like, yeah. Shout out to Joe's. Like, you're yeah. good. <laughs> like, there's a Joe in every town who probably yeah. knows his car and out on those cars. Exactly. Joe always knows how to work on old American cars. Uh, do you guys have uh, 30 minutes for some questions from people? Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, great. We got we got it. some questions. Uh, Ro- let's see. Hang on. I got to spin. I got to spin around here. Robert Young says, uh, Matt, I'm the nerd who sent you the car and driver about the R32 GTR. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate that. Uh, we need to get the border open so we can do the Evo. Can we <laughs> ship cars to Canada right now? I think we can, right? You could commerce. With a broker, I think. Yeah, yeah commerce yeah. is going commerce. right now. Exactly. Robert, yeah, ship you your car there. Yeah, he could. You're right. Actually, Robert won our Patreon contest, so we're going to be building his car. His Evo. Oh, that's right. you know how oh, we wow. talked about building other people's cars? Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, so Robert, Robert's been very, very patient. Thank yes, you, Robert, because yeah. the border's been closed, so it's been one of those things where it's just been difficult to do. The uh, <laughs> I bet you could ship cars, right? You must be able to ship a car yeah, to Canada. Yeah, the logistics of it, it, like dealing. And we, we want not, him to come up to our shop to unveil the car to Well, he's got to come up when it's done. So hopefully he ships exactly. it now, you build it, and then he's got a while before he's actually got to show up. Exactly. I get to put up. 50,000 miles on it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, two years later. <laughs> all right. Okay. I got a nerd question for you. All right. Dylan says, uh, is there a cheaper rear end 
for Beams Swapping and RA26 Celica GT Fastback. I'm having a hard time finding an AE86 rear end. Uh, that That's probably for me since I have a 77 Celica that I swapped an AE86 rear end into. And I think the cheap way to go is the, the Volvo 240 brick uh, version of those. The, the width of that axle is pretty much spot on for what you want for a first gen Celica. So you don't have to shorten that axle. And oh. uh, it's, it's like a seven and three quarter diff size. So it's a big burly diff. It can take some power. You won't, you won't hurt it with the beams. So that seems to be a pretty popular option for guys, especially in Europe, but even here. Obviously, you can go like the Ford 8.8 version, but you got to cut those down. So, um, yeah, I think the Volvo 240 rear end is maybe the one I would look at if I couldn't find a, an 8.86 or maybe the Celica Supra rear end, which is out of the um, the first gen Celica Supras. The fastback you uh, one, right? The, the fastback one, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. a seven and a half inch diff. And they're stronger than the 8.86 ones, which are only a 6.6, and they're prone to snapping axles. It's, if you're making like 200 foot pounds of torque. Which... All of which five people will do. Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised actually. There's a, there's a lot of guys that I are- I kid, yeah. Stuff, there's but... actually quite a big big uh, Celica community that we not just Not just Celicas, but old school Toyotas, yeah. like all the early Corollas want to swap right. those rear ends too. So there's a, there's a high demand for that stuff. But yeah, I think the Volvo 240 rear end would be the way to go. All right, those have got to be around too, for sure. There's plenty of Volvo 240s. Uh, Chappie says Tesla tequila is delivered late 2020. Do you believe this to be a delivered to customers or B delivered to barrels to age and customers get it in 12 years? What do you, we get for, that's a good one. I like that. What do we get yeah, that, first? That is a good one. What are we going to find out first? How they've had to redesign the cyber truck because their shit is, was bullshit. Because it was not yeah, that right. was not that was a movie prop and not a real car, and we all fucking know it. What are you talking about? That was gonna pass crash standards, of yeah. course. Yo, for sure. There's there's <laughs> oh god, people are so fucking dumb. It's it's anyone who looked at a photo of that and thought that that could be a car that you can sell in either America or Europe has fucking brain melted disease. Like literally, your brain is fucking mush. That's not a real car. Uh, and it can't be. Let's see. Uh, no. M- uh, Miguel Flores needs to listen to our last podcast that we just aired. Zach and I driving the Mercedes G wagon. We answered your question. We do twenty minutes on the SSC uh, speed controversy. Listen to that. Dusty says, yeah. "Have you guys? Hey, oh. Yeah, right." Dusty oh, says, yeah. "Have you boys ever built anything off road inspired or anything for that realm?" No, no, really. no, we haven't. No. I'd love to do like go and do the Baja someday, but we've never built anything like that. I mean, the closest we've come is like put a two inch uh, ride level <laughs> kit on the front of, my, front of my Toyota Tundra. That's about as off road as, as we've gotten. But I mean, uh, we'd love to. It's just such a departure from the channel. You know, you got so many people that watch one thing, and all of a sudden it'd be like, you know, if we rolled in a, a, a pickup truck and said, oh, we're building it for the Baja, yeah. you'd, just, you'd have to find a whole new audience. There's some crazy uh, pre runner. T- Toyota Tundras that I look at, I think oh, I'd love to turn mine into that. But then we've got nowhere to use that in yeah. Canada, really. So I'd just be what that guy driving around on the street in a pre-runner for no reason. 
Those guys do look like assholes. No, those guys look like assholes. When you've got like the entire fiberglass clamshell on your shit and like a crazy yeah. rake and like four spares strapped into and your bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like on the 405. <laughs> you kind of look like an asshole. Like you just it's do. Not, like, it's not stopping no traffic. Driving yeah. your cubicle job somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's people that do that. And I, I see you. And I know I realize that I'm driving a semi off-road vehicle in the city as well but like i don't i don't carry spare tires around <laughs> and you got, you got the right there you could go and do some fun things with and hey hey you, you know you take it up to uh to the mountains not all that. not that often i you people yeah. would people who want to call me a poser because i don't go off-roading in my off-road vehicle enough i don't i, I don't go off-roading enough to satisfy them that's the other problem with trying to do anything off-road is it's never hardcore enough for the real off-road people true you know there's nothing that you guys or us could do in the off-road world that will satisfy someone looking for off-road content on the fucking internet you know it's gotta be i was fucking born in the dirt and I'm going to fucking drive this fucking truck up this hill until it rolls back down and lands on the roof. That's right. <laughs> uh, Cross and Shoot says, thanks for the podcast. You're welcome. Jason says, what are your thoughts on Alex Choi's Lamborghini in terms of build quality? Ah, oh, man. It, Oof. <laughs> Tell us what you uh, really think. You know think what? It's a, it's, a, it's a cool thing to do, what he did with his car. But... Uh, uh, it's just i don't know i don't want to comment too much on it <laughs> i don't want to be negative about it i just for me i like cars that are well put together and there's cars that are built for the internet really, yeah that right? was built for the yeah. internet yeah. Like, let's just face face the facts i the can see how high quality those welds are from this photograph exactly. let me let me tell exactly. you something that is a skilled welder that worked on that <laughs> yeah. the the yeah. welder who worked on that project i mean he must have done the Cybertruck. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it, it, the, the million plus people that viewed that video and, you know, like, what does Alex really care? Yeah, the million right? plus people. Dude, you're a YouTuber. You know the math on a million views. You're going to yeah, fuck up a Lambo for 3500 bucks. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think people have done it for less. Let's, just, let's be real, for a lot less. And Listen, it, the just... king of fucking up a car for money has to be Jay-Z and Kanye and the Maybach. Mm. That was the best example of fucking up a six-figure car for money. I think that I could think. I mean, of. you got fucking yeah, money. Worked. They got fucking money. They can do that, though. Well, because they got the record label to buy that. They right. didn't. That, they yeah. didn't <laughs> that, that's G. That's the. That's where the yeah. genius yeah. is. That's is the, where they yeah. go. Uh, whatever record label. We're gonna need a Maybach uh, for this and uh, a video and, <laughs> and a couple fucking arc welders. <laughs> uh, Jason also uh, would recommend that we do sorted for off roading. I think it would be fun. It's just not my area of expertise. Whereas right, you right. take tuner cars and you put them on a racetrack magazine style, and I sort of know what I'm talking about. I hate to say of. it, but if you want to watch the sorted version of trucks, watch Truck Night America. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is an awesome show, and you'll <laughs> never, you know, it has a lot, a lot of budget and they break a lot of stuff. Truck Night in America, I, a show I forgot about where, yes, they break trucks. It's incredible. You guys heard of that show? Oh. 
I've never heard of it. it no. Sounds very Where does it end? Holy shit! History Channel. It's on History. Yeah, the, History it's, okay. the title explains the entire show. It's it's. There's not a lot of. <laughs> they break shit. They break shit. Um, let's see. Oh, Dave and Jordan says. Oh, go back, Zach. What happened oh, there? Oops. Zach, cut away. Jordan says, Dave and Pete, do you have a favorite platform to build on, or a favorite build that you've done? Hmm. I mean, I, I the whole variety thing for me is what I love the most is that we continue to you know build new cars and try mm -hmm. new things because it kind of gets boring. You know, that's the other thing with YouTube. You could build the same thing over and over. If we K swapped every car that we we purchased, it it would get us better More views in that sense yeah. because I think people continue to watch your content. But we like the variety, so I don't necessarily have like a, a platform that I personally love right i mean i'm not afraid to say i love the frs chassis and the s2000 chassis i think of the all the cars that we've built on the channel those are probably my two favorite chassis from a from a driver's perspective frankly i'm not here for the wrenching i'm i'm here to watch pete wrench and to, and then to go rip some hot laps yeah so you know from my selfish point of view uh i really enjoy those two chassis a lot and those aren't really the fastest cars in the world but i just found them to be the most rewarding from a you know, ripping around the racetrack environment. I, I just like the way those chassis behave. So, yeah, those are probably my favorite so far. What's the, what's your favorite build? I think that was the other question, right? Oh, favorite build? Um, I, I think I'd say the Evo 6 because the extent we went to to restore that car. We stripped that thing down to a truly bare chassis. We took every nut and bolt off that yeah. thing. We, like, redid all the underside of it. We, you know, every rusted part came off of it, and we blasted it and powder-coated it. We made that thing new again. And, uh, what do you guys really do with the cars uh, once you're done with them? Do you just sell them off? Do you involve the fans? What's the game plan? We usually sell them off. You know, we've been toying with the idea that people want us to give them away, right? Them. Yeah. And whatnot. It's just the, the level that you need to go to with that to deal with that kind of stuff is, is pretty content or it's just heavy labor intensive and whatnot, you know, giving away shirts and then having to pack that stuff up. We're not What's set the up legality in Canada? Count. Can you do that? Is it is it considered like lottery or raffle or it what is. it is, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm sure it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So we have to go through the, like the gaming commission and they have different rules for every province. Yeah. It, it gets complicated. You got to hire, hire a lawyer. It, it gets to be a bit of a, a job, but yeah. yeah, you know, if the money's there, then it's worth considering. But so far we've just been selling them privately. Well, I'll tell you what. It could be fun if you guys wanted to do a car that was pre, immediately pre-importable. Yeah, right? that's a great you idea. You know, we could you could do it, and then we could work with someone like Sean at Top Rank Importers to bring yeah. it to America, and you know we could run the giveaway in America as well. That's yeah, a great that idea. could be a yeah. thing. You know, that could be a Sean, thing, and then I could help. You know, you guys yeah, are I, I Sean, just, right? Sean Moore. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've been yeah. watching him for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. don't. Again, what's the legality of of bringing that car down there and like our revenue stream? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's cool. well, you hire. No, you run all of it out. You run all of it out. There's a there's like third party companies that run that that have all the licenses and run all the things. So yeah, you'd have yeah, to set okay. up a page on their platform and run it through them. But they that that covers all the legal you know, all 50 states and many countries and blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. Yeah. I just, it's just an idea, but it could be fun. Yeah. So are you now, no, you guys I, now just sitting on a bunch of fucking project cars that you we finished? Are, we are, yeah. <laughs> Stacked to the roof. We just our sold our, our K-Swap to Nissan 240SX, which was a pretty awesome car. I, I think we were one of the first people to build one of those. So we put a Honda 
K24 engine, which is a front-wheel drive engine, and we converted it to rear-wheel drive and stuffed it in the the Nissan mm -hmm. uh, with a BMW gearbox. So uh, a Frankenstein which of everything. Is a garbage gearbox, everybody. It, it, it's not a great gearbox. What, which yeah. gearbox was it out of? Like an E30? E40, E46. E46. Is that, oh. yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. It didn't work well in in that application. Huh. And they're all just they're just no. It works noisy. fine. It's noisy. Dave doesn't they're like not it. Not very precise. If you, was if it you out of, not that the one from the M3 though, right? No, 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 from no, a 330 okay. CI. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 The M3 gearbox is better, like behind the 2 Yeah, I, I don't think they've well. got uh, an adapter plate for that one, but because mm -hmm. the, those are cheap, right? You can go buy that gearbox for 150 to like 300 bucks. Yeah. They're yeah. Cheap. So it's such a, a affordable thing to do. And But yeah, if, that car ripped, man. It, it made, did rip. Yeah. Made 250 almost to the wheel, naturally aspirated. Whoa. Yeah, that's and, a good time. Uh, yeah, and it was such a good time. People were like, oh, why don't you turbo, turbo? But it was like, that's was the so kind of car you can turn 15 to 20 laps in oh. and not ever worry about temperature Lap climbing. It yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. Uh, we, we just shot a video on the track and it was so, so much fun. Yeah. And then we proceeded to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's going to be a growing trend, like the K swap into rear wheel oh, drive? It already. Sure. It, go watch like it's 10 other right YouTubers. Now. There's, yeah. you know, Amelia's putting one in a Prius. Yeah, the, she is. The, that's the, dumb. The, she keeps telling me about this. I don't know what the fuck she's wrong with her but uh, it's, it's a good clickbait thing right i drove a k-swapped miata that was a very good time that was yeah, nice yeah. great yeah, yeah great. In e30s you can you can get k-swap kits for now yep. uh the boosted boys have done them in an mr2 yeah there's just case mr2 could be, be good i think that could be fun an mr2 good. would be yeah. nice yeah 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 the mrs too are popular for k-swaps now yeah. uh, oh really can you not get two zz's anymore Is you that... can you can they just don't make as much power as a, as yeah. a K24. So the yeah. guys who want a little more go go to the K. Like there's motors. nothing better if you think of it, name another four cylinder engine. Like that motor in that Nissan is a junkyard motor that I essentially paid like nine hundred bucks for. Yeah. It was so cheap, and it, with cams, a tune, it makes two hundred and fifty to the wheel. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's there's uh, these guys who race AER and they put the K24s in a fit and their car is like crazy fast. Yeah. yeah. And you turbocharge those stock block and they almost make 500. 500 yeah. Like it's just those motors and they're reliable. There's a million of them in junkyards. So Tons of aftermarket support for them. Exactly. So it's What's just the, the right. That's the Acura TSX engine, right? What else was it in besides the TSX? Ninth gen Civic SIs have a version of it. And of course, in Japan, they had a ton of them. So if you go to a JDM importer, you can buy those all day long yeah. for, you know, between $500 and $1,200, depending on condition. But well, now oh, wow. the, the, the JDM tax has gone up down. on those now. They're like like everything is just creeping up. Four or five hundred. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, in, in the States, the, the, the GTRs have gotten very expensive. They're still, yeah. I think they're still worth it from a driving perspective. I think it's tough to get a cooler and better driving classic car for less money uh, mm -hmm. than a, G a R32 or 33 GTR. They're they're quite nice to drive, even stock. They're yeah. very good. So, Do you know what those were worth? So get this, when we just were able to import them, when our 15-year rule came in mm -hmm. for those cars, they you could buy them here for 10,000 Canadian dollars. Yeah, so that's yeah. Six Five hundred bucks. If I would have known that, yeah. yeah. God. And now no, when they're... we went to New Zealand in 2014 or 13 or 2014, I mean there were beater skylines around, mismatched yeah. body panels and yeah. dents, and you know even GTRs, and they were just yeah. they're just around, 
and yeah. Uh, and yeah, but that's how it goes, right? You know, all of a sudden, people realize that these things are worth hanging on to. Yeah, it's just like anything, right? They're they're becoming rare. They're rare. People are going to want them. Our generation of people that has grown up with these Japanese cars and has really liked them is going to continue to appreciate. The Type R is a great example. Yeah. I feel like the Type R is going to be the Copo Camaro of our generation. You right? mean like a DC2 Type R? Yeah, yeah. DC2 yeah, Type R. The current Type R. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, 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 the, no, the 97 no. Type yeah, R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, I mean, they're bringing big money because especially because so many of them got stolen. That's because it's the DC2 with the clean title. That's the like, oh, yours wasn't stolen. Oh, shit. You know, one of 12 left in the world now. Yeah, right. Right. I think there's an original owner one for sale on uh, bring a trailer right now. Actually, it'll probably bring enormous money. Um and that's the that's kind of the, the struggle that I have because I'm always looking for cars, right? With our what we do, where I'm constantly looking. And then there's a guy that's got a salvage title, you know, Type R that thinks it's now worth thirty grand because the Brigger trailer one went for seventy. Right. right. Yeah. Well, you see the waves, you know. You see the you see the the one you get the one big hit, and then you get a a bunch of them go up after, and none of them quite get there. Yeah. You know, and then if yeah. you look off, bring a trailer. Uh, in the sort of traditional places, they're still priced the same. Yeah, Auto yeah. Tempest, they, there. Auto Tempest, what's up? <laughs> Sorted. Uh, yeah. Any more questions, Zach? Or that's the show. Pete and Dave, thank you for your time. That was an excellent you. show. You, really enjoyed yeah, talking to you guys. Yeah, you too. So Thanks, man. Fun. That was a lot of fun. Appreciate it. It's uh, it's a bummer that we can't cross uh, the, the the our our northern border right now. I hope. Uh, come the beginning of next year now that we fucking sent old orange man packing yeah. uh, yes. woo! that's it's nice it's nice to say it's nice it it's nice it's nice to to be able to to think you know sometime in january i won't have to wake up and look at twitter with dread um <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah man hopefully this shit will be it feels like that's what's what's happening. Hope is back for you. A guys. little bit. A little bit, yeah. As the fucking police sirens go by our studio outside. Um, thank you for your time. Speed Academy on YouTube. YouTube.com. Is it YouTube.com slash Speed Academy? Yeah, go, it's actually go fast with class. Is it? Uh, it's go that's fast Facebook. with class. Oh, is it really? If you search, if you just YouTube uh, Speed Academy, you'll find it. Yeah, just find it. On, yeah. And it's also Speed Academy on Instagram. Plenty of builds in the works. Um, that was great. Let's do it again soon when you guys finish up your uh, your Supra versus uh, Skyline, and we can see how that is. For sure. Sounds great. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Thanks Zach. Thanks, Thanks very Thanks, much. That's our show. For the live folks, tomorrow we are back at 1 p.m. Pacific. My friend Larry Casilla is calling in from New York. We're going to talk about some really uh, amazing new things that he is working on uh, beyond detailing, as well as some crazy uh, cars he's had in his shop he's got to work in, and uh, uh, probably tell some stories, as we tend to do. That's our show for the night, Smoking Tire Podcast. <laughs> I don't have a thing. It's sponsored by Tradecraft Farms, the official ganja of the Smoking Tire Podcast. What up? See you tomorrow. Bye.